Shopify helped businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I wanted to be a rapper so bad. I wanted to make like a rap album like that rap album yeah. I loved. It's just a What's up, darling? I've been keeping my eye on your movement. I can't see no room for improvement. I, I can tell you've been heavily criticised in the past, mm. and it's bothering you. The truth is, I'd rather just not even talk about any of this bollocks ever. But I, for some reason, people just really care about it. What did you learn from that experience, generally? Don't get stabbed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you've talked about like some of these shows where people would like let off gunshots in the air and shit like There's that. There's been times we've been in there and people have been murdered. Everything around it opened my eyes to like a world that was always there, but I didn't really know that much about it. I wake up every day is a daydream. Everything in my life ain't what it seems. I wake up just to go back to sleep. I act real shallow, but I'm in too deep. They say I'm gonna fucking kill you. I say one day you're gonna push me too far and I'm gonna kill you. You um, are you so you're familiar with KSI and stuff like that? Then yeah, from from when you got a record deal, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, signs of the same. Like, I was like, what? Like, because it took me to get. I, I missed the whole YouTube gamers thing. Yeah. Thing. thing. People watching people play games. Uh-huh. Like, actually, his new record on point is actually like the best YouTuber song I think that's been made so far. Like, he's got, they got their own category. Like, yeah, yeah like, YouTube rap. Can't, YouTube rap. Because these guys, like, entertainers and stuff, you can't hold them to the same standards as a prof- like a person who just raps all day, every day. They're making videos with fighters, they're doing all sorts of shit, but uh, that was a hell of a song. Like, I actually like that. Yo, he, he, his whole, everything he's doing, I just got, so, like, so much respect for it. Mm-hmm. I just, just, the boxing gave me more respect for it. Yeah. Because, when I really started going in like, and training and all that, mm-hmm. a lot of it's to keep you out of trouble. Or like, see, see like him, he got a shitload of money basically. Mm-hmm. He did well, got did really well. He could have just messed around. Yeah. Been drinking, smoking weed all day or got in with- That's what I would have done, to be honest. Yeah, we've, like, we've all done it at some point, it? But, yeah. Yeah, but, but like, no, he's like, that's what I was trying to explain to like, cause I talked to some pro fighters and I've interviewed a lot of UFC fighters and I was yeah. like, he doesn't have to get in and fight for anything, like, and he's still doing it. Like, right. to me, that's almost as equally as commendable because he's got a lot more to lose. He's starting with a lot to lose. Whereas when no, he's, to be fair, it's, it's, he's got nothing to lose. But when he gets knocked out, spot clean out, and he's like the cocky, arrogant, funny YouTuber. Like, yeah. his 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 brand is changed forever. Then he can't be like I, Mr. I, 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 I don't feel like anyone see him as like some sort of hard man wearing matter anyway. Like he's a bit cocky. People probably enjoy seeing him get knocked out and then he come back. But like, I don't feel like he'd have like it feels like a, a rapper was going on like he was tough. So if a rapper called you out, would you say yes? Like if you I've, know, like I've, I've sparred with some rappers, yeah, like in the thing, but just like I don't know, it's, what was that like? Who did you spar? Who's the best spar? Who's the best spar? Spar sparred with a uh, temper T once. Yeah, you'll be surprised how I many boxers can good. can. Sorry, how many uh, rappers can? I know, obviously, Bugsy Malone, he can he can box. Yeah, he sparred with Fair KSI. I, I look, watched that. I've been, quite I've been even, keeping actually. up with it. I've been keep, that looked quite even. I reckon. It, I reckon it was like he, he probably hasn't been in his training as much, but if it came down to it, I think like. You reckon he was holding back a little I bit? I think a little bit. Like, I think, like, I think, I've seen, like, he's quite built, like. 
he's in, he's like he's come he's got a heart. He's from the roads. Like, he's uh-huh. like if he wanted to really, but I think he's got manners. I've met him. I think he's got got a lot of lot of manners. Who else? Who, um, thing he got, used to box. What's his name? Um, Fifty Cent was a boxer before. Really? Yeah. Like, before yeah, Get Rich Eye. But from here, um, Meridian Dan. Uh-huh. Oh really? Yeah. That makes sense. He looks like a boxer as well. Yeah, he's got that kind yeah. of face. He's another like good that. dude yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, are we rolling, everyone? Yeah, yeah I'm mm. all good. I'm all are good. we going? Yeah. We are going. I was I saying, but anyway, yeah. But I, I respect the discipline because that's why I love boxing and that's why I love being around boxing. The, the discipline, you yeah. know what I mean? So for KSI to do that and put himself through that, that's, uh-huh. that, that's a lot. Obviously not to the same standard as them, but even just... And it's very entertaining. Got all the top boxers involved in that. Yeah. I think he's a wicked role model for kids. Like, uh, I'm not going to lie. I agree, yeah. Because like, he's got kids... This is the, so professional boxers were having a go about this saying like some. I think some of them were a bit like I guess if you work your arse off Oof. to get in the position Oof. to fill a 20,000 arena and yeah. then these kids go second fight alright yeah. Manchester Arena they did like 800,000 buys which is more than most UFCs or it was a little bit it was cheaper than the UFC but still the points made yeah. uh, it huffed a few of them but I think Boxing hasn't been getting that young audience for mm. years. Like UFC has dominated that, and it's like they're actually getting more kids involved in boxing than any right. boxing, even Anthony Joshua. I think you've also, I think the industry sort of realised uh, what they were doing wrong was who they were appealing to with some of the wrong people in boxing. Like they, the money people, like kid, there is so much money, but you can tell some of the boxers who got outraged about it just want eyes on them and the attention rather than the adulation in the ring. No, but uh, no, but turn it by, but they. They're any decent level boxer, even I know those amateurs, the, the training they put themselves through. Oh, yeah. So if you see someone coming who plays computer games for a living, come in and fucking can fill up like big arenas and that, it's gonna. Well, you for me, it's pissed off yeah. when. So with, with, when with you got a record deal, yeah. Like, yeah, what the fuck's this about? Like, of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, like literally. And then I had to understand why. Like, oh. The, the audience is there, uh, isn't it? Like, Oh, the world's changed. Uh-huh. Oh shit! All right, let me just get with the world then, because that's what yeah. that's it's, where it is. It's, it's adapt or die, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're, they're so. buying. Yeah, exactly. In anything, so they're just just like now, nah, like you have got this 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 whole little setup there. Back in the day, I would have been going on some talk show or something. Nah, yeah. it's, look, it's a lot more. We're bigger than TV now, right? Just it, that, that's that's just life. saying it. This that's is the, the new Graham goes. Norton. Fuck Jonathan Ross, right? J Dog, and you have actually, <laughs> that, that, yeah. But, um, yeah, but uh, no, but but now nah, I'm a fan. Yeah. Because so I'm looking at him like, right? Is he like? I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, like another entre- entrepreneurial kind of mogul entertainer to to com- from the past to He's to mad. kind of compare him to. That's how I'm looking at him as an inspiration. It's mad. I f- it feels like we're seeing YouTubers now. Like do, it, it's a lot like the music game. Like when people like Jay-Z came out and all of a sudden Rockaway happened and all these other things they're branching out like YouTubers are doing the same thing they're getting their own clothing lines they're just everything it's like a tree it's just but, but the boxing was the, with music fair enough like because everyone well not everyone but like loads of people want to rap or and they feel like and a, all that. everyone can do a bit karaoke but I never stuff. saw the boxing thing yeah. come in I never saw that come mm-hmm. in and then to make it and, it, and I, I like it because it just goes to show anyone if you put the training in could do like do some decent boxing you know, learn to fight for me it's interesting as well because uh, a lot of people didn't think about how many people get interested in boxing and then suddenly get into the mainstream part of it mm-hmm. and it's the same for when he started rapping and stuff I imagine there are a load of teenagers who are like 
oh, I never thought I'd listen to that, but now KSI is doing it. And then they'll get into it because there's suggested songs down the side from people like you or Right, and anyone artists. should be able to make music. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you feel like you're the guy, then you might have a problem with it, but it, but that's your problem. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like I said, this is what, how the world is now. That's it. So, uh, so actually, I'm, I haven't really started the podcast. Let me do an intro. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when you start a podcast, like it's all well and good having interesting interviews, but in an ideal world, mm. you want to have the people you grew up listening to. Mm. So but we got second best. So we got Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred and one true Geordie podcast. Dizzy Rascal, mate. Honestly, this is a dream for it you. Is. It is because like, I think you've already told the story to you about when you went to yeah. this concert in uh, fifteen Newcastle. years ago, just after Boy in the Corner dropped. You went on your first tour, yeah. and you went all the unis and that. Yeah. You came to Newcastle What's Uni, and front row, screaming me heart out. I was there. That's mad. And to the point where. Uh, Jezebel gonorrhea herpes no. and you go to me and I went VT literally See, I, I wish that there was more phones out oh, yeah. them times there because yeah. think of how much footage I was buzzing did. with that you know like, yeah. I went home and I was like I did a, I did a line I did a line with Dizzy Rascal not yeah, that I was, was going to say I was going to say yeah. no you weren't getting more brand deals <laughs> like, um, it, no that made my fucking like that was my first ever uh, gig that I ever went it really? was you I think that's the first time I've ever been to Newcastle uh, Probably and the last, last as well was it? No, no <laughs> way. That's that's always on the. Yeah. If I tour, I it's bet, good. I, I've done, I've, I reckon I've done. Must be at least eight shows in yeah. over the years in Newcastle. No, my memory of that is like crystal clear. Like I remember, the smoke comes out. You've got your hood on. You come mm. out and uh, did sitting here and like yeah. it was like you did the whole album. Did, did, I, did I come out? Did I come out sitting on the chair? Did I yeah, it was that, that yeah, sort yeah, of thing yeah, and. Yeah. Um, the audience like because I've been to shows since then like where it's a huge arena but that was so enclosed and personal like that was the best for mm. that reason because it felt like you were like in the crowd practically yeah do you ever miss doing like shows like that I know the money's fucking great when you do those huge arenas but it's a different feeling I would imagine doing that no it's cool because it's all about the energy you could have a massive crowd and if they're not moving the way you want them to, to yeah. then a thousand people going mad is just as good yeah so, yeah. But Boy in the Corner for me was like uh, the soundtrack of my teenagers. And I know you probably hear this a fuck ton. Right. But like your frustration in that album and like how you were feeling, you just nailed it. Like you captured what everyone was thinking at that age group, like at that time. And like you, you were, to me, it was like I've been listening to 50 Cent came out not long before that. And uh, you relating go, hard to that like not really I yeah. can't really relate to 50 but it's <laughs> very so relatable much, for you I, I liked it in the club as a kid it's, in Newcastle yeah um, but then Newcastle, you, Newcastle has his yo dude go, yeah. go, go stand in Newcastle <laughs> uh, like Jay-Z Nas Tupac all, yeah, all yeah. of them but we didn't have our guy and like you were the guy the first first one and like that album was like it, you reminded it was, it was our Illmatic it felt like it was like that sort of that's, that's crazy that's all it's mad to hear that I've heard, no. pe heard people say that over the years but because I was so in the middle of it yeah and then like you're saying I, I went from whatever doing pirate radio uh -huh. to, for, to that album coming out winning the Mercury still not really understand what was going on yeah and then jumping to doing tours and then traveling going mm -hmm. to France all around America around Europe and then sit there and do like I've got 13 interviews to do a day and saying the same shit so that's what my life became so I never got to feel it like everyone else did yeah did that experience sort of pass you by and then now you're only sort of realising it now in a way and then I jumped straight into the second one 
Yeah, I, that came out very quick. Yeah, yeah. Sh- short you, time. You, did you have that music ready to go, or were people like, "Let's get another album out quick"? <sighs> no, no, I was on it. I've always been like, I've never been one to be told to jump in the studio. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like now, nah, I've just put this. I've got this EP. I've been like, I, I jumped in myself. Like, you seem like a, one of those rappers who can belt a song out after you've had a shit. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, no, no, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes that like, is, it don't always happen for you. Uh-huh. But but when it happens. It's blessed, it's blessed. But you just, you've got to just try and stay in the studio. But Boy in the Corner was like, mm. it had so many different uh, levels to it. Like there was conscious songs and then there was like songs you play in a club. Like you, you cover everything. Mm. And I think that that was why it blew people away because it wasn't missing anything. But I was into all the, all the albums you talked about. Yeah. I was, it's, I, 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 I came up, well, being a fan of the album format. Uh-huh. So Tupac albums, like I said, Nas albums or Jay Z albums. I listened to all those albums. It like, seemed like an albums. early Tupac album, like a lot of storytelling. Because that's what I was like, into. Yeah. Like yeah. I was, a, I'm a, the biggest Tupac fan. Yeah. So just like that's why you got that, that bit of that angst, yeah. or just just whatever that's bit a bit of soulfulness or just the, mm. the anger and all that and you know, it's, like that's, that's like trapped from. Tupac like that mm. like that feeling like when he was really really yeah, young. around the corner. Yeah. And um. How long would they mourn me and yeah. all that? Um, shed so many tears, a lot, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was a real storytelling album. That, mm. Those were my songs where I related to you most, like Brand New Day and stuff, and do mm. it. Like, I yeah, was like, yeah. listen, like, as if you were talking right into my head, like on the headphones when I'm walking around. Right, I've had some mad little scenarios where, like, where just, where, where show me how much it's meant to some people. Like, I'll tell you, I've never really told you stuff. I was in Manchester once. I think I, I went there. I was with a few, few, few of my friends, but we went there for um, Westwood was doing Pimp My Ride then. Wow. Can we get an impression of that? Just to- Now, when you came in here, dog, your ride was whack. And I don't mean in a good way. <laughs> like, that's my favorite. It's close, yeah, right? It's close, I saw right, mine yeah. a duvet in John Lewis not long right, ago. Right, right. <laughs> Genuinely. Genuinely, I did. Genuinely. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a weird. I, you know, when you see someone doing something normal and you're like, Oh my god, I love you from so many different things. Of course. And then you go, you're buying a duvet, so I can't really say it. <laughs> Sorry anything. to interrupt you anyway. I yeah. Anyway, memories in it. It's great, yeah. You make memories. So, Westwood pimp my right. So, we, well, he had a party in Manchester, so we went there, yeah. And I was in there with a few people. I think Double and Footsie might have been there as well, and a bunch of other people, whatever. So, we've sat there, put us in the VIP. And I was with Debbie Calder as well. I remember Debbie. Debbie at the time, she used to like do work with Soul Solid, manage Soul Solid, yeah. and, like and then she ended up in Miami working with Buster Rams and um, Violator Records. <coughs> so she was with me and all that as well. And then um, I used to have this big security dude, massive. Who actually was Westwood's at one point as well. Right. So something's like we're in the VIP, and then there's I'm seeing some there's a bit of commotion. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> and I've seen these these couple boys here. They they had to probably been a bit my age or a little bit younger. So it's like a mixed race dude in the white way. And um he, he's not having it. So he's security, this is his time to shine. He's not having it. And the other security he, he's a towel, he's like seven foot dude, like and then they're not having it either. So I'm like, what is happening here? And then I've seen one of them pushing the gun finger at him. And that's when I'm like, oh. <laughs> I said, like, wait, 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 wait. So I've gone over to him like that. Yeah, yeah. I just move, move. Like, come, come, just come, come, sit down. I feel, I feel like that's what all they, they all they wanted. So I've sat there. They sat down me like, cool, 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 cool. Because you just sometimes with them like security, sometimes they can get in the way. And if you're dealing with street street guys, sometimes it's easy to just just chat to them, mm. and just squash it. 
So I'm like, what's going on? One of them was cool, and the other one was just trying to hype a bit. Yeah, I see you, you got your chain. Yeah, you got your traps, you got your chain. I was like, so what's your point? Like, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm just saying, innit? I'm just saying, like, whatever. That's my Manchester accent. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, perfect. It's not yeah. bad, is it? Right. So, blah, 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 truth. And then, um, then eventually, the other one is kind of just started, put, like, started getting emotional, started to like, ah. I remember I used to wake up every morning with my nine in my hand. Singing past me, skunk, past me, green, blast out, pass out till I pass out, I'm lean. And they just started making music for the white people. And, it's like, and I was looking at this guy, I was like, rah, so all, all this, the, like, really, you just wanted to just sh- show me that, like, it's all love. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, just, that's how much you cared. But there was almost a situation. So, whatever, we smoothed that up, it's cool, they go. It's not till like, the, the next day, a couple of days, like, I found out, so. When they come in, they wasn't on their own. So they was they were with a bunch of older people. So it was almost like a setup. So they've come and the bouncers are telling they can't. And then one of the, one of their older people it was told them, right, let them sort it out, let them sort it out. And the dude's like, no, 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 they can't. And he said, let them sort it out. He didn't listen and he got knocked out. Wow. So whoever was with them knocked the bouncer out. All, all now, I'm not even seeing none of this. This is a, this is what's happening before they just got there. So that's how deep it was. That's how much. It's, that was my, my point. Is that's how much the music means to people, isn't it? It's like just, it just they were ready to knock people out, and people were gonna get really hurt just, to just get so close. I could get near me. You know yeah. what I mean? Just to tell me that 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 it'd been listening to me since then. There's been a bag of situations where I've been like in a club or whatever, and guys have come to me to like yo. When I was in jail, your sh- your your shit got me through jail. Like, I've had a lot of that as well. That that album, Boy in the Corner, especially, you've got a lot. Of yeah, it was like a, a feeling of like I don't know if it was what you were trying to put across, but the way I picked it up was like yeah. hopelessness, like it was frustration, and like yeah. no one is gonna fucking listen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's also the surprise of having someone so young sort of saying those sort of things as well. I think it, the mm. fact that a lot of people weren't used to hearing someone have oh, that clarity. How old were you again? when that was written I was like 17, 18 which is like yeah. in, intelligence is like off the charts for that age like but that you, comes from that that sort of but, that, may, but, may, but maybe more people are intelligent at that age and people just don't notice it as well I want to rate myself obviously but like maybe you never know more <laughs> no if you actually start and listen to the average 18 year old you might get a lot more out of them than the like older people would actually give them but, credit but what for I'm it, saying but, I'm not necessarily taking away from anyone else I just think it surprised people at that time mm. that you that that sense of clarity the fact you could put something which had like such a completeness to it I think and like, I made the beats as well exactly so that, that's what made it you crazy produce that all well. yourself most of it yeah yeah, yeah. that's and, fucking mental that like, because I actually think that musically yeah. uh, I prefer Boy in the Corner mm. to possibly Showtime mm. which uh, you probably had a lot more money to play around with for the beats, I would imagine. Like, no, it was the same. I was using the same stuff. Really? Was it literally? Uh, what, like, what did you make uh, it on? What did you make it? Those, on? those times, it was just um, it's just logic. So right. a bunch of samples laid out in the keyboards. It's wicked because I see Timberland say the same thing. That's how he used to do it. Really, he didn't used to learn. He didn't learn to use the MPC. Same as myself. Right? When it got put in front of me, I couldn't do it. It looks fun though, doesn't it? It's hard. Yeah, I've tried it. It's hard. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But I just laid a finger out in front of me. And I put a bunch of stuff. It's, e- it's easy, isn't it? So that's what I was using. But they they was made on the same thing. Literally, like when I say back to back, like I came back from Napa, and I made no. The first song I recorded was uh, "Respect Me." Wonder made that beat. That didn't come out until the second album, though, did it? You didn't release that on the. That's on Showtime, isn't it? But but I made it mm-hmm. before Boy in the Corner came out. Right. Didn't you make that after you got stabbed? Respect. That's the first thing. I came back. I'd healed a bit, uh-huh. and I was literally in the booth. Still, 
I'd have taken my stitches out of it. I'd taken them out, but I was still, was still quite uh-huh. fresh. Do we that, need to yeah. rewind and explain that? To yeah, I, to be honest, I'm, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure you've probably explained this a fucking million times, but like yeah. the amount, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Twitter, but like the amount of questions I've had for you are like fucking insane. Uh. So, all right, so the stabbing happened, how long after you'd made Release Boy in the Corner? How did you release it yet? It was already done. Right. I shouldn't have been in Ayanapa. I should have been in England for my album launch. Uh-huh. For the launch of the album, but, but someone, went on holiday someone with persuaded the lads, sort me. No, someone persuaded me that we should go to Napa because the booking money was good. Because <laughs> when when I come around, despite what people wouldn't like to think, like everything went up. Because I had my own buzz as well as being with whatever. Uh, I've, I've watched well. some interviews where even even Wiley uh, said like you were the superstar and everyone wanted to sort of ride your coattails. Right. So, at that so point. that's why he wanted yeah. me to go to Napa with yeah. him, and I went. Because at the time I didn't know what an album launch party was. As uh-huh. dumb as it sounds now, like didn't sound he, he made Napa sound more serious. Uh-huh. But whatever, this, this is where is it? The first thought that comes to my mind is how exciting is it to arrive in Napa knowing that you are um, the up and coming guy, the guy who's gonna. No, from, from when I got there, it was a bunch of bollocks. Straight. What away. happened? It just was like I was almost took there and then just kind of just like. It was just, it was just, it was just shit, bro. Like, just really, ferried like, around, it, it, like, it, it, it was, it was like, just, you, yeah, you were just, used a little bit right. in that circumstance, a little bit. If I say it, then it just looks like, like I'm holding on to stuff. Right. When the truth is, I'd rather just not even talk about any of this bollocks ever. But I, for some reason, people just really care about it. And I can never get to the full nitty gritty of how I feel about it without looking like I'm whinging about it. Or, or like I'm like, feeling some sort of way I don't about know, like, it. I, I'm, I've had some shit things happen to me that are quite similar to what uh, you went through. Right. And I think you can make your peace with the situation, but then describe it, uh, what happened without looking like a dick. There's, there's, I know, but I shouldn't even have to look like a dick. Right. You know what I mean? It, should, I it shouldn't even be in there. I, I don't know. You, got, just, you see, you're the internet, there's too many different kinds of people who think what they think based on what they've been told and where they got their information and just I've, I've really I just think it's all bollocks like really like just if if you're really asking me what I really feel about it, it's like listen uh, if I really sat down and broke it down for you you some cunt somewhere else would still say I was there I was around them times listen to me, to me. So so I'm just expecting the reaction more than like yeah. the actual story itself exactly yeah. so it's like it's just clickbait even now right. when it's like ah oh, Disney talks about Napa so I'll be like that's so everyone just like, the same thing it's like listen even if I told the proper story someone's gonna twist it up it's like it's all like it feels a bit pointless shit. Like, what you say? a little bit pointless that feeling well think about it how many times are I gonna fucking talk about this thing and not talk about it. Right. So you just dance around the issue a little bit, don't really yeah. say it properly. And okay. then fucking whoever fucking Divi Bollocks goes around just where where one of one of his rants because Div- he because he rants and talks more. Yeah. He's got the, the he's got there's the, more from the him. Innit? The fucking I get stab wounds is usually the one telling the fucking truth though. Like I mean that's my experience. So. It, it depends. I know guys with stab wounds who are still uh, still uh 
haven't told the full truth <laughs> like, but so that was after the album release you go you go just so for those who don't know because like we've got the a, album wasn't out there was album wasn't out yet yeah right so we got yeah. a varied audience so you, you, the album wasn't out but it was finished it was ready to come out yeah. you go to Napa with yeah. uh, some friends yeah. uh, people, so, yeah, so-called friends yeah. so-called friends yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get stabbed was it six times it was six yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you're in a hospital in Ayanapa pissed off and on drugs and, and pretty fucked up uh, yeah just a bit lost mm-hmm. yeah but it's even madder because of who took me to hospital wasn't that, it the guys who were uh, sorry friends with uh, the guys who the guy, were involved yeah. with it basically sort of so like they associates. were around together yeah sort yeah. of but I knew them as well it's just a mad situation just some of the characters involved in it it's just it's just it is worthy of a, mm. of a movie it is like you couldn't even exp- explain it to some people it just, it just it's so far-fetched which is why I, just, I just can't be bothered alright so without talking about what happened yeah um, what did you learn from that experience generally don't get stabbed it hurts it's great advice. especially don't get stabbed in some fucking foreign country you've never been to before when you haven't really got your people them around like around you how old were you when that happened 17 18 right maybe so 18 you're, you're going through a fucking hell of a lot at that point you're like creating a classic um although you're not really I've aware done of it. i've done it already just to be clear did you know because looking back now obviously with the clarity of hindsight you but yeah i knew it was going to be an amazing album from day one did you know what you were sitting on with that album like were people gassing not, not, you about not, it? To, not, not to the fact where we'd still be talking about it like this today. 15 years right. yeah and just the impact it had on people and all that but I just put everything into it I just I just I wanted to be a rapper so bad I wanted to make like a rap album like that rap albums yeah. I loved and put everything into it that was, that was a time where you, any kid could be easily distracted and I give myself credit for being so disciplined mm-hmm like forcing myself to go studio because those times I'm from East London and the studio was in South so it wasn't a huge distance it really was just through the Rotherhive right tunnel so but like, at your yeah. age and in your crowd it's easy to get distracted as you, as oh, you say oh definitely yeah. Th- those times my friends who I was tight with at that time they sold drugs right like hard drugs is that where you went South to sort of get away from that area no or? the studio was just in South even, <laughs> right even, so, okay, yeah, even the studios before that I used were, were <laughs> in South well, would you go in the studio house. alone or would you be with a lot of other people sometimes I take them with me just by right. they just come with me they mm-hmm. were my spas they were just about but they were about all day because they were shutters so right. that's why they were around in the day that's the thing I was saying about earlier on with KSI because who's around in the day really that's who you look yeah. become your mates isn't it but these just what happened to be people that I grew up with from young who just went a bit further into mm-hmm. what they shouldn't have been doing, which in turn made me see it for what it was mm-hmm. early and know that ah, I, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about that. Or just the whole bullshit that came with it. Whatever the lion, the the snaking, people robbing each other and all whatever. Even just seeing um, well, addicts for the, like properly like for the first time like like really you'd seen them around in the estate or whatever drunks and addicts and all that but just just how they coming up for the drug just just the whole everything around it opened my eyes to like a world that was always there but I didn't really know that much about it until like I was sitting next to it like the car, they're coming up to the car asking for the bits and all that and seeing it like rah like wow and then seeing how, how, how behind the scenes how, how much stress 
some of my friends were having really like yeah you could buy all these clothes and look alright but really just just headache so that's that's what I saw. I made me not want to. Why do were they stressed? Uh, do you think because people trying to rob them? Exactly. Whatever, getting arrested, police, this, that, guy in jail. Blah, blah. Another, a lot of people don't. A lot of people act like jail's cool, innit? And some people don't have a good time in jail. No, <laughs> some of my friends at that point they made they made Felton seem cool. Like every summer they disappear. Like the crowd called them, couldn't get hold of them because they were away. Like it made me even start thinking, ah, oh, am I missing out? Like for a little bit, like. I want to go film. But really, the truth is, no. There was all sorts of. Everybody isn't as rock tough as they act like because you go into prison, everyone's tough. Then how, and, how tough are yeah. you? Then it. And then it's a fucking jungle. Then, the, isn't it? yeah. And then that age is almost the worst, isn't it? Yeah, young oh, yeah, offenders and all fucking, that. Got the most to prove. Your like. food at that point for some of these guys. That's a really formative time you. in your life as well, though, isn't it? Like that's yeah, the time a lot you... was going on. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I say with the discipline. Like I just wanted to be in the studio all the time, and I'll be in there. Um, Till like six in the morning. I'll give like so I'll give Wiley's credit for like like Wiley was always around for like Wiley and um, Nick Cage, all these people. So that's the, that that side of it. Like so we don't like, I don't check for them thingy. But as far as my early career and uh, how how we roll together and all that, that's. That, that's yeah, I know that's an important part of my. Well, they've seen your talent, it? mate. It's, it's simple From as early, that. Yeah, because yeah, I was making it. beats yeah. before you were miles ahead. So you were a producer rapper. You were fucking miles ahead. On, on my own, on my own. Yeah, I had yeah. my own sound before I joined Roll Deep and all that. Yeah. That's what a lot of people don't understand when they talk about grime and all that. I think there's some people that like they, they think that I've copied them. Like where they're, they're everyone. A lot of people's sound changed. When I came around, no, you changed the game fully, right? So, a doubt. but that's it. It, it is, it is where it is, isn't it? Like, it's hard to talk about without fucking. Do you, do you worry? Yeah. Do you have, does that bother you, or is it just that you get an intimate interview and we're more bothered about the way that other? No, people a lot feel of people are more do. bothered. It, but when I look at it, I always have to look outside of it. It's yeah. like, well, does John Lennon? Uh, no, is Paul McCartney tired of being asked about John Lennon? Like. I don't know. They was talking the other day about wanking with him in the studio. So maybe, 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 isn't, maybe, you know what I mean? maybe he's like, like that's how. Maybe that's how tired he is of being asked about it. He's got to the point where he's telling, "Yeah, we had a wank." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so what have you got like, to tell us about Roll Deep? You cats are never gonna stop our yard. So right, there you go. Do anything else? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, that, I mean, that's, 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 that's a definitive interview-stopping story. Have you got any stories like that? Oh, is it? <laughs> nah, we, there'll never be no stories like that. So it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. But uh, whatever they say, yeah, it was a different time back then, wasn't it? Or maybe he's just, no, free love, maybe he's just like, trolling. It feels yeah. like the way you get into, like the way you take this interview. I've never known. Any, I've done a hundred more of these podcasts. I've never seen anyone get. Uh, as defensive as what you're being and I'm not saying maybe check themselves just just give us let us talk I'm just saying like you're being um, I I can tell you've been heavily criticised in the past Mm. and it's bothering you because and I don't mean that in a in a cunty way because I'm a fucking fanny and I'm saying this as a as a mate sort of thing is I can feel how like fucked off you are with the way people talk about you at this point after everything you've done you probably feel a bit underappreciated I'm guessing until again, I step outside of it. Mm. But if we're having that conversation, we're gonna go through the motions. Mm. You, you, you want the real me? That's gonna happen, isn't it? Mm. Because uh, again, I can't say as much as I want to say, or I can, but then it takes up the whole interview, like it's just done. Right. So and then, but like I said, when I step outside of myself, I understand. Okay, I see why people want to know 
these things. It's the same with Titch. Like, yeah, the, the, oh, the thing on the roof, blah, 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 the crazy Titch. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. the, the, these are all stuff, all the all things to me that I didn't realize was a thing until social media got big. I was like, oh, you lot still talking about that? Rah, you like, you care about that? Okay, well, here's this, this what happened, this what didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, but for some people, it's just legendary stuff. Cause, because again, I'm not, I'm not looking at it like they are. It's just my life. Uh-huh. And also people are looking for the sensationalist fucking title and thumbnail and all that. No, but, but they get it. But, so what I'm wondering is, after hearing that story about you being surrounded by drug dealing mates and, and seeing the desperation yeah, Not all people, my friends, just to put it out there, not all my friends were at yeah. that little point. That's right. where... There was a few though. So that's yeah, that's who I was with at that time because they were around in a day. And did that inspire any of your writing around Boy in the Corner and like the yeah, way you Yeah, because I saw more stuff that I, maybe I shouldn't have seen. Mm-hmm because of how I was moving. And then, and then some of it was just through just moving around London a bit more. When, when knowing you were... different people because of, because of the music, really. Mm-hmm. I feel like the music took me around the country. Yeah. There was no reason to go to Newcastle. I never know, knew anyone in Manchester or Liverpool. That wasn't even a thing. It's not like, so that, like sometimes, sometimes like, like Caribbean people, they might have family in Manchester and all shit, like, but I didn't have that. So it wasn't until it was the, the raves. Those, ex- those experiences though uh, you can take them a number of ways like those experiences can also mess up some people do you know what I mean what you saw can have the opposite effect why do you think it had the, the formative effect it had maybe it, maybe it has, has a negative effect some, some stuff that I saw maybe, maybe there's some stuff I didn't need to see but you just I just always the, all, at the end of the day all it boils down to I just love just making music If right. I, like that's it like, that's, I just always got on with that. When, when you were teaching yourself basically how to write and to rap, mm. uh, where did all that come from? Because obviously you write your first rhyme and you're like, all right, that's pretty fun. Like, how did you go from that to being able to write some of the great stuff you ended up writing? I think through listening to like rap music, obviously, mm-hmm. and the garage MCs and the jungle MCs, I think they 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 are major major influence on me because they were the thing as far as I'm concerned they sound like where we're from they represented us who's us in your mind UK mm-hmm. yeah just or the hood mm-hmm. wherever but not just like my my, my hood wherever whoever was on a council estate mm-hmm. and whoever is in the suburbs who like to go to raves as well mm-hmm. like so your motivation doesn't didn't feel like it was was money at that point. It was it was about respect. It was about a lot more than that. It felt anyway. Okay, yeah. So here's the second part. So I started off as a DJ, but then when I started to jump on the mic, you see you see the response that the MCs were getting. Like mm-hmm. these times, I was moving with Storming, Storming, and uh, he's kind of they were kind of cousins. Ada, so that, that's how I kind of knew both of them. I thought they were cousins. And um, I used to see the response they used to get. So I wanted to be like them, but I was just a DJ. Every now I used to jump on the mic for a joke. And then it's the youth clubs, that youth club culture of like loads of people. You had to you had to have that energy if you got on the mic to get people's attention and that. So that becomes addicting to get the response. So that, I think that's how I got better. So if, um, and that's, that's why I never had the two, my bars were never too crazy lyrical. They were kind of just quite smart but catchy because they're hookies so the people could shout them and, and your voice is totally different to anything else right. ever yeah. pretty much yeah 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 it's got this weird like sort Little of tang kind of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It's just a mad hype and excited 
And it caught my attention, like, because mm. it was like nothing I'd ever heard before, listening to American stuff and then being like, who's this guy? But you know, I liked people like Ghostface. Mm-hmm. And loads of the people that I liked were people that were quite distinct. Got their own sound in that. Yeah, yeah. Even if it wasn't as high-pitched as mine, like, mm-hmm. I like Project Pat or Buster Rhymes, mm-hmm. Ludacris, all these different characters, you know what I mean? It was about that in the 90s. You've seen Buster and 50 have been going back and forth on uh, Instagram. And it that. don't surprise me, man. I thought they were like good friends from back in the day and that. Maybe, maybe, wait, wait, that's usually the way, isn't it? Well, like, 50, there's nobody off limits, so is there? Yes, yeah, weird. Sometimes, I, I don't know, maybe, they, well, you know, I don't know, maybe there's some people who, ain't, who don't rap who maybe yeah. wouldn't do that with, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> Behind the scenes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, So, yeah. right, you're on tour, you're doing uh, Boy in the Corner. Uh, what is it like then? You're sort of living the dream at that point. Uh, you're a very young man being through these experiences is that the golden sort of the first feeling where you're like fuck I've made it uh, I guess I was still yeah I'll just whatever I'm just dealing with all other stuff like whatever I just how dealing with fame I guess to that to that level I had it because it wasn't at the point where it was with Dance With Me and all that yet it was it was was it like because it's YouTube fame is different to mainstream fame but like with YouTube fame it's like no I could walk past many people in the street and no one will fucking know me but the person who does is yeah. obsessed I, I, because I, it's I, cult yeah because them times yeah. I could look and see who would recognise me then <laughs> yeah like they they probably know who I yeah. am they probably mm-hmm. know who I am even though it's probably some people who did mm-hmm. but I just know if a certain demographic a certain age age group that would, would know yeah but when we got to that point, like I said, we had bonkers and all that time. It's, it's anyone, old people, mm-hmm. and the old ladies, whatever. Old, it doesn't matter. It's just my <laughs> everyone. But when, I mean, when the first times I went to, um, no, when I started going to America, that's when it was mad. I mean, LA especially. And the crazy thing, I, I went to LA before Napa. Mm-hmm. LA was the first time I left England. Wow. I went to go and shoot the Fix Up Look Sharp video in the Valley. The geezer who did that was. Um, I'm not gonna forget his name, man. But he did, he did movies later. He did he made Zombieland, right? Um, and he did some MTV programs, Big Rob and Black or whatever. But I remember going there. That's a good I, show. Yeah, yeah. I, and I remember going to the shop and seeing all the fitted hats on the wall and buying every, everything I could. I remember <laughs> going to America and buying hats, trainers, and dodgy tracksuits. His name is Ruben Fleischer. Robert, yeah, exactly, Ruben. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah wow. I remember he doesn't it. look like he directed your video, but he did. Uh, good did job. Two. He did that and stand up tall. If I remember, really yeah. cool, really cool. Good and it just and, and it, whatever, just seeing America and just understanding it was a totally different, different beat. And of New York and LA are totally different as well. Mm. There's totally different type of vibe that just. just the, the feeling in the air everything's mm. different the, the size of the roads the food the this that it was just mad what I'm picking up from you at that time is like at no point did you pull your head out, head out the water to breathe like you were like I'm fucking in. like a man on a mission sort of thing like I'm yeah. not it's almost like you're scared to sort of stop and admire what you've done for fear of being like complacent or something yeah, like, yeah. exactly always yeah like yeah. keep working let's yeah, yeah, on yeah. to the next song next that, thing that's why I still know yeah. still know because I just know this, the team goes in waves and I never I never want to not be current I guess I always want people to be enjoying my music because I've, I've like I've seen money now to be fair I saw money then different money now but different money now yeah. but it just yeah, you can just you can buy more 
the, the best part of it now is being able to like really take care of people around you like look fucking healthcare is like good healthcare is expensive like mm. stuff stuff that really matters you know what I mean you can afford to do mm. it that, that's, that's, the, that's the main stuff that's real wealth is when someone's in trouble in it and you can change their just like that yeah you know what I mean that's, that's what it's about the cars how many cars you want I bought, like you can get them flash cars but whatever I've got a Ferrari with tints on it so I don't even want to be seen <laughs> so what's the point anyway you know what I mean so yeah. that stuff it, it doesn't matter but if my music's popping and people like it that always matters that's why you get these rappers like doesn't matter if Jay-Z's whatever 800 mil deep and all that when his album comes out he wants you to feel it yeah what, what? it's like a, yeah. it feels like a drug like uh, to me anyway as like a YouTuber like you get um, it's a total different style of entertainment but like when people are loving what you're doing there's a feeling that you get that it's not about money it's not about anything else it it like makes you feel whole or something I've done it since I was a kid yeah literally I was 14 when I was on, on the decks and uh-huh. I was like That's, this, this is what I do and then a lot of MCs that I've grown up with they're doing it now everyone from wherever gets to D-double wherever storming Bunch of bunch of people, even people from another side, of, other side of town, wherever, like even just just different guys from all over. We've we kind of come up around, and some of us shot up at different times, but we've like we've known each other for, for long. Like it's like a like a community yeah. of rappers and DJs and MCs. I, I could have said a lot more names in it. It's the first ones that come. Nah, to mind, so yeah. when you go back to sort of the old places that you came from, whatever, mm, and you mm. see the old faces what is it like because you're a household name now you're not mm. you've gone beyond grime and everything you've transcended it uh, what is it like how do they react to you now have you ever had anyone yeah. say anything of it like ah, you forgot where you came from or whatever no but pe- people used to like used to f- I fall out with friends over stuff like that mm-hmm. people like they'll say that ah, don't forget where you come like you remember where you're from it's like well, well we're standing where I'm from we're here right now innit so <laughs> what, what more do you want from me like, and then some people they just they just say stuff to just say stuff mm. and it's like am I going to react today do they want to fight do I want to fight like what 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 are we going to do with this it's just some snide comment and it's, some, it's usually some snide comments so they can go and tell someone they told they said a snide comment to y'all mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I told him alright well done <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Yeah. it's not always been that way though, has it? It's, yeah. it has always been that way is that like crab, yeah. crab in a bucket mentality of when someone tries to get elate themselves uh, elevate themselves it's not themselves. even necessarily crabs in a bucket it's just like well some people whatever maybe they just didn't like you as much as you thought they liked you yeah. or maybe you just you, you felt a way about a certain way about them and they didn't feel the same like maybe they were never really your mate like that because uh-huh. coming up in a age when, you, when you're from an area like an estate usually it's because you're all piled in together anyway so in a way yeah crabs in a bucket but you just kind of hang around by default in big groups so there might be 30 of us but you could be very different people within that 30 yeah, yeah. anyway so eventually everyone grows up so this one fucked that one's girl yeah. oh she wasn't his girl but he thought it was his girl or or whatever dead man is shot in now or doing whatever yeah. he's saying to him he got him to rob him or just or all sorts of other just different shit going on and then just mm. people just outgrow each other like so, yeah, it was weird like maybe like 10 years ago saying going back to the area I'm a person that even some people got they feel a way about me for whatever reason mm. it's usually because they haven't seen me they're upset like I should just be still be hanging outside the shops or something waiting for them or whatever what do you think but, about the uh, the idea that rappers like shouldn't leave where they're from because apparently 6 uh, 9 is like still living 
uh, where you grew up. And that, and like, I, do you think that's silly? Do you think that's? It's that's not even like, that. But even back to my point, it's like it's all good people saying that. But the amount of times I've gone home and I'm a dude, if I'm there, I will chat to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm just one of them kids who just knew everyone. Mm-hmm. I was in his house, their house, their house. I knew everyone. But the amount of people that like, oh, have you seen Thingy? Nah, I don't really chat to him no more. So I was like, hang on a minute. All you lot hate each other. Like, you bagger, you are upset with me because because of whatever. You know, I can't see, man. Man, don't come around here. You fucking hate each other. You see each other every day. So, like, all that is a myth to me. Yeah. It, it is what it is, isn't it? It's the first time I've even talked about that kind of thing. Nah, no, appreciate it. But you, are, but you are supposed to move. The crazy thing now, nah, I don't. I fucking know I will be. <laughs> no, but the mad thing is that you come from a place like that, you move out to the suburbs, mm-hmm. and guess where everyone from the suburbs is moving? What is that? So fucking Bowen Hackney and yeah. fucking Peckham and like yeah. it's just like well hang on a minute like what's going on? we can't even afford to fucking buy a place in Bowen yeah. or, or now London's places. fucking strange to me like this yeah. is the weirdest place on earth so and then so what does it all mean all that shit about of like repping your ends repping your money because you can't whatever you don't even like well how come you let, let, let this lot just come in and just buy everything up then mm-hmm. so what what does it all mean it's just but uh, obviously having love for people you grew up with to me, I don't even feel like I need to rep that. That's just that's just natural to me. It's like mm. I grew up with you. Like that's that's especially because I've just seen so much in the world. Like where where I come from just means so much to me. So much different people. I might not be able to check for them like I would because there's hundreds of people to check for, and then I wouldn't be getting on my day. I know loads of new people now as well, innit? Yeah. All around the planet, you can't keep up with everyone all the time. And sometimes I've just got some shit going on where I just want to be left the fuck alone as well. And get on with shit. So that's 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 the way. You're, it is. you're an in, introspective, like you're a thinker. Yeah. You you do you think a fucking lot. Yeah, yeah. I picked that up from your yeah. music, your interviews. But you, if I didn't, I've like I, it could all have been over by now. Mm-hmm. If I didn't, yeah. think, think you've ahead. made some good decisions by the looks of it. What what was it like when you first left London and sort of realised that there were people from Newcastle? Oh, 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 I thought you meant like when I left, like no. my name moved into another house way outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was boring, but. But, but like talking about going and doing shows, yeah. Outside, when you see, when you, yeah, or you start yeah, seeing yeah, other yeah. people who you don't necessarily make, you didn't make that music for them. You were well, thinking that, of him when honest, you were making the that music. That Newcastle crowd, was like Wicked. a bunch of white kids, or yeah, well. it's like it, it's not your. Uh, no, I guess no, but, where but, you came from. No, no, I'm from I'm from Bow, so Bow, Bow, like it's mixed, right? So I'm from maybe maybe that's maybe maybe that's why. Maybe that's a big part of my music. Really, I grew up with white boys. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Bengali boys. I grew up with black boys. Mainly, that's the three different we used to fight all the time. <laughs> but that's just that's, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Territory. Everyone's everyone's fighting for something, and then and then you're cool again. That's just that's just the way it is. So when I when I think about yeah, like, like loads of white people like my music in England, then I remember oh. England's full of white people. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, at one point, you made the decision to, like, uh, I don't know if it was a conscious thing, but your music changed a lot. You you went, mm. did different styles, yeah. but the ones that really took off were those, like, uh, like Dance With Me, yeah. Bongas, or... Um, was that a conscious decision? Very. Yeah. Yeah, more conscious than some people. When, I think some people really genuinely thought, like, the label made me do that. Yeah. And it's like, at that point... I wasn't with so it was the end of end of my record deal end of the term with XL so uh-huh. when I signed to XL I signed for a free album record deal I did all three they all went gold and they were happy 
And then I met Calvin Harris at a, at a festival, mm-hmm. and I liked I liked um, in the eighties and all mm-hmm. those tunes. And I met him. I said, "Yo, I love what you do, man." You're like, I said something like that. And then I said, "Like, we should do something." And I think he was a bit surprised. So I tried a few things, and eventually he sent me the. No, I actually put the lyrics on the Groove Armada beat. They sent me a beat. I wrote the lyrics to Dance With Me on a Groove Armada beat. Wow. And then think my, because my, me and K, uh, Calvin were in contact, I think Cage hit up, Cage Manager hit up Calvin and said, oh, I've got these lyrics, but I think they might be a bit too good for this beat. So could you come up with something? Like not in, not in a rude way, no. it just didn't fit. So he um he sent over the Dance With Me beat and I remember having it. This one I lived, um, I remember when I was in what house I was in, yeah. And then I just remember like, oh my god, this this is sick because I like f- funky kind of style music, but I couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. A lot of boy in the corner was like, it was just my attempt at making shit that I couldn't make because yeah. I didn't know how they made it. So I was like, well, I'll do this then, and it worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so funny. And then, um, so did you did you know this is a, a classic like a banger straight away? I didn't know it was a. Cl- I, I just knew that I couldn't turn it off, and that's usually a good sign. Like I just kept listening to the beat, kept listening to the beat. Then I must have recorded it. But the reason I did it, like I thought, like yeah, I want to make pop music, like my or something more catchy, happy. You have to think from boy in the corner, maybe just a bit before and a bit after. I was like dark times. I know everyone looks at it like it was like some cool period, like oh, that's his best work guy, but it wasn't really like the greatest time for me personally. It's like when people talk about Oasis and their first album, like they were probably going through hell when they wrote that, but like right. it's that emotion is what people love. Yeah, to but like, on. I don't know what kind of like Hill was, might have been a bit different from theirs. Like yeah. we're talking about fucking <laughs> quite, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. But now you're in a good space. You want to make music right. that reflects. Yeah, that because mentally. I feel like that. That is. That's wicked. That's a serious. That's that's serious. Like mm-hmm. that's to be able to do that. It's not. Uh, I know some people look down on pop music, but it's like it's not necessarily easy to make a good pop song and like, a big one that appeals to everyone. I mean, yeah. Especially when you've come off the back of doing what I've done, which was free, like really respectable, undergroundy, mm-hmm. bit of crossover appeal. Rap albums, I guess that was that was at the time. Some of it was a bit too weird mm-hmm. for some rap fans or, or even grime fans at the time. When Boy in the Corner, it yeah. wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Like like the way everyone talks about it now, nah, you know what I mean? Everybody, not everyone was feeling it like that. So and the fact that by then I'd been touring with Justin Timberlake yeah. and also Pharrell, wasn't it? Was do you I jumped on stage? Yeah, for yeah. I remember seeing stage you do a few the, times. Uh, Lap dance uh, verse that was uh, sick. Uh, and that, that was in uh, was in London, didn't it? it yeah. was, uh, not Cold Cold. It was one of them places anyway. When he brought me on Will, yeah. with Will I Am, Justin Timberlake. So I'd been exposed to all of this mm-hmm. by now, I was, and I'm sure by then I'm sure I'd supported like Red Hot Chili Peppers before. Yeah, that you as did. Well. Yeah, I've had someone message us about that. Yeah, Nebworth. Yeah, massive 80, one. Thousand. Mm, yeah. So I'd been exposed to these big crowds and all that. So I was like, I feel, it was natural. I want a with bit the crazy thing, yeah. The crazy thing was that label I was with at the time, they weren't up for that. Right? Oh, they wanted like Dizzy Rascal, like that, as yeah, This is who you are. This yeah. is what you are. And I'm in my head. And then the other thing was uh, the main thing is that they were after my deal was up renewal. I think they were trying to offer me the same money. Yeah. And I, my head was like, well, we've all been nah. there. Right, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah like, and it wasn't bad money, but I feel like oh, whatever I should have more. Well, yeah, you've established more. yourself now. You've yeah, built up that like, following. What, what is this? Everyone yeah. knows that feeling of almost like people around you who should be caring for you, constricting what you want to do. 
and you and then you sort of want to branch out and they're like no why don't you just stay no, no but you know what it's maybe protecting his brand or maybe you just yeah. couldn't picture that or maybe whatever it wasn't wouldn't have been good for him to show off to his hipster mates no more whether in Notting Hill or yeah. whatever you know what I mean just whatever those politics I don't know innit I just know that I'm not liking the money that's being offered as, as, and there's whatever not a bidding war again but other labels are interested in all that so I got to the point where well, it doesn't mean look like anyone's going to offer me no more money they're not really feeling this tune and then I had the option to like do it independent like I said I like the sound of that it's like yeah let's do that then just the challenge of like let's do it independent because if really I started off like that white labels um, started off with dub plates giving yeah. them to DJs like Slimzy Mac 10 Marcus Nasty a few others and then white labels you go to the uh, the record shops at the time say like Riven Division Uptown up a couple other different all across London and then um, you'd have to give it to them and wait for the money back Then if it, and those were the, when I was doing like the really early grime instrumentals like mm-hmm. whole goal and strings and all this, a bunch of other stuff that I can't remember and again this was with Wiley and all that as well and Roll Deep loads of people doing it and uh, and then yeah it got to the point where the tunes was started becoming so popular we could go there with our own tunes Wiley Davies Esky sound I have my own things that I was doing as well and they'll just give up the, the money up front give them wow. 2,000 pressed records they give us whatever a few grand and we were good so I saw it as going back to that but on a bigger scale so that's why I was happy to just go independent well, you were tried and tested you sell records now this is not even yeah from, from this and it, but what this is like 2008 where that happened and I was selling records like that you're talking about in yeah. 2002 as a kid yeah. really so it's like alright yeah we'll do that again not for the money was that the same time you're doing stuff like pirate radio and that sort of thing going around yeah exactly because that's where we play we got our buzz on pirate from pirate radio and then the raves and all that, the Sidewinders, and the, um, even one earlier than that, because I feel like Sidewinder was like the last thing. I feel like the first Graham raves, the people were different, but I remember Young Man Standing and Rumble, they were the ones that, um, that I remember. And then there would have been a few others in different parts of London. So like South London would have had their raves. Well, South East would have had their raves, South West would have had their raves, because everything was a bit more especially in that time everyone a lot of people were beefing so it was a bit sticky sometimes to go to other as, and then West would have their shit North West would have their shit North London would have their shit East would have their shit and, but then something like Rumble Stampede would bring East and North together at a time when East and North two areas in particular were really going at it so Rumble Stampede was two raves that became one and like that was there's some, there's some early footage of that I don't know if there's footage of me there but there's early footage of that so and then and then the Sidewinders and that came later that's when it was a national thing so the first time you got into uh, Milton Keynes that's where they used to have it Milton Keynes dangerous place <laughs> well it, it is when you've got a bunch of whatever Birmingham Manchester Liverpool Bedford, gangsters all Everywhere, in one place right, in yeah. it. but they come to have a good time yeah like, so yeah, you've talked about like some of these shows where people would like let off gunshots in the air and shit like that, that yeah just normal. As, as a salute yeah <laughs> How did you I'm feel about a good time. Yeah, like that's still pretty crazy though to anyone from the outside who's going like fuck guns in the first place. Nah, yeah, but it's like, but there's been times we've been there and people have just been murdered, mm-hmm. and you have to deal with that, I guess, without even always knowing like, oh, what was that about? Why is he dead? I don't know. Why is he dead? I don't know. Just what what just happened? Didn't come here for this. You just you just you just there and it just happened. Mm-hmm. That sort so. of uh, it, 
got that like American early nineties uh, vibe. Like you've you've kind of experienced a different era of music to what you really should have done uh, from when you like because that isn't normal anymore, really, is it? it no, I don't, I don't think it's as violent in in the raves necessarily. Uh-huh. But I, 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 a lot of them raves are gone anyway. They yeah. were gone ten years ago. Probably for that. There's reason. been a little revival. Yeah, some of them would have been gone for that reason. But then some of the, the venues just shut down yeah. because of gentrification. Because everyone's moving back into London. I mean, they need right. the, the space, the properties, or whatever else. I don't know. <laughs> I've been I've just been working in it. So um, so when you so when you're making these pop records mm. you talk about money was right. there a part of that a motivator for you were you like alright I want to I'm, I'm seeing Justin and Pharrell and people like that around me making serious fucking money I believe I nah, can nah it wasn't that it was just like I, I want to do an, an arena and a stadium uh-huh. it, was, it wasn't the money because I don't feel I didn't feel like I could ever match their money what they were getting yeah. at that time and then look I turned down money to do it by myself right. without no, knowing that they'd even the label that I've been with for what at least five six years now or longer didn't have confidence in what I was doing so it's it about the money something then really it was about proving your point that you could be yeah. the breakout star of that world then and push yourself into no, mainstream no not even the breakout star of that world yeah. just I like this let me just do this but I'm not taking that money <laughs> I and love how fucking it. like how <laughs> yeah. simplified you made it there. Like, is it? Yeah, yeah, it was that simple. Yeah. Like, just I just wanted I want to do. It. And these are time. Remember, I look up to Jay Z, Master P, and all these all moguls that did that. Well, it feels like Jay Z when mm. you look at Reasonable Doubt, and then the, uh, like all the directions he took it in, and and going and doing Crazy in Love gets none of the criticism that you've been subjected to to me like as in maybe where he's from maybe yeah 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 do you yeah, reckon yeah. He's got, he's, everyone has got their and that's why I know you're saying like sometimes if it feels like I'm getting defensive of that it feels like you get more shit though than people like Jay-Z it, it would because you're not sitting in Brooklyn yeah or, or over there in America or if you're on an American purist yeah, blog they're sitting there saying they want another reasonable doubt same same <laughs> shit and, and every other artist I see one, one punk artist that broke out she was a punk. She was in the punk scene, and then she had a massive tune. I don't think it was, don't know if it was Susie Sue or someone, and then everyone was onto her. Yeah, it's just the way it is. But when I step, it, obviously, when I'm dealing with it, I've fuck you in it to everyone. <laughs> That's how I feel. I've seen you kick off a few. Yeah, like, but then, but then, I'm a dude who sits and watching documentaries a lot. So it's like, oh. Oh, it's not just oh, it's not just me. It's not personal. It's like that's what people do. Yeah. And then I sit there. Oh shit! I really, really do like Snoop Dogg's old old songs, mm-hmm. his old albums. That's the way it is. Not yeah. that I, I hate Snoop Dogg and he's a fucking shit cunt sellout for fucking doing that song. Eminem seems to get a lot of shit because like, he's too good. Uh-huh. Also, people get emotionally attached to these artists and feel like, they, like Eminem yeah. had that they, real. Uh, emotion, yeah, they feel like you know? that album, yeah. like so the Marshall Mathers LP, whatever, defined an era. And people hold on and they were like, I want to freeze you in time and I want you to always be this guy. And just, and I can win. He's definitely winning. Do you think that they do that to you with Boy in the Corner the same way? Yeah, some people do, but then it depends what you tune into. Like, it was almost better before social media because, like I said, half the stuff that people talk about that, I didn't know that's how they felt. I was just getting on with it. Uh Making the music. I didn't even know Boy in the Corner was still a thing. That sounds crazy, innit? Yeah. I did, until the Boy in the Corner show when, when I was on social media like, people kept saying Boy in the Corner Boy in the Corner but it wasn't until I started getting on the Instagrams and the Twitters and all that which was only a few years ago yeah like, I didn't know that was still a thing how did you feel when you found out it was? 
No, part of, part of me is a bit joy, but the other part is like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> no, I appreciate the real, like, I want you to tell us the truth. <laughs> no, you fully, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, part of me, I, I'm trying to compare this to if I made a good video or whatever. It's like, yeah, but what about all the new stuff you've right, made as well? Which is, it, yeah. is, is an uh, evolution of you as an artist. And in your mind, you're probably better now than you've ever been, I would imagine. Right. Because you've gone through all this experience. You've worked with all these good artists. Different people, you've yeah. taken all this extra. So it's like, is that a frustration with your fans a little bit? It is, but I always have to step outside of it. You don't want to sound like a cunt as well. No, I don't mind. I've, I've learned that sometimes it's all right to just sound like a cunt, man. Because, <laughs> We're putting that you know on why? Because fucking Donald Trump's the president of the, of the, of the world. So it doesn't matter. And I really, I really spoke years ago. No such thing as overexposure. Mm-hmm. So, but I'd just rather not look like a cunt because I like my interactions with people when they come up to me in the street. They've got like, they just, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy, it's blessed because they just like my music mm-hmm. and there's not too much thing of me being a prat everywhere. So, so I truly try and watch what I was saying. I respect what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so, dance with me goes massive. Yeah, your life must have changed. Like that must have been. Did you? You weren't really aware of what was happening the first time. Were you more aware of this? Because it, it sort of blew up again, didn't it? It took you up another level. Were you more aware of that? But you know what was good about it, it was so positive. And I explained to people that, that I feel like that album was my favorite mm-hmm. for for how my life went. Mm-hmm. Was that the memories that you have of, of putting that album out and everything? Just enjoyment, bruv. Even just puts nah, a smile on that. my face. Just enjoyment. Everything got everything just got better. Everything was just nice. I, I'd, I'd achieve I'd I'd achieve like peace, I think. Yeah. And happiness. Like after all the dark stuff that I'd, I'd have to manoeuvre and that, and not not to like, not woe is me. Loads of people go through dark stuff and all that as well. But there's something don't have to deal with it under scrutiny in the public eye as well yeah you you grew up in a public way didn't you pretty much yeah I'm still lucky that at least I grew up normal before it mm-hmm. in a way you know in a way I was still I was still I was still very popular from when I was 16 I guess but I wasn't famous mm-hmm. so I, I know I know whatever the fucking boil, boil the kettle to whatever for hot water for the bath and <laughs> where, where just whatever normal stuff you know mm-hmm. what I mean it does seem like you have um, like quite a healthy way of dealing with things like self-doubt or negativity in your life. And it seems like you had that quite early on, maybe through your music and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you ever been through... Because the question I was going to ask you when you were talking about Dance With Me and things like that is, did you worry about how it would be received? You don't seem to doubt yourself too much. No, I, I wasn't worried about how it would receive again because it's still before social media. Was and you're it, a creator, uh, aren't you? At heart, like I think you live for that, don't you? Yeah, I like. I just, I like. Fun, I think people. Some people they don't know and understand. Like after I'm, I'm just into so much different kinds of music. I like funk. I like soul. Yeah. But I couldn't make a beat like that, right? Because I'm not a classically trained. Calvin Harris can play. He can sit there and play anything. Oh yeah. I can't do that. What was it so like if, watching him for the first time in action? Were you a bit? I've like, never. Me and the, our first two songs, even the song with uh, even Bonkers. We'd never been in a studio Really, together. just sent you the he beat. Sent me, yeah, and yeah. I worked on it, so I'd never even seen him work. Didn't you? I'm sure I heard like you were on a private jet with him or once. Mm, yeah, what? he's private jet. <laughs> Is that like with his initials on it? What was that like? like? Been on a few private jets with him. Yeah, was it's, this it's so? Just, this was your cool. first what? experience of that like level of life, was it? Or had nah. you done that level before? No, nah, no. Nah, um, was the first time I got on a private jet was I think um, it was around those times though. Yeah. Guinness was having the 250th um, 
birthday celebration uh-huh. in Dublin. They sent me a wow. private jet to get there, and that that was like what a thing to be invited wow. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, still not understanding like the levels of it. Like, right, we're getting about like, right. This this is private jet. Like, then we'd been on a few of them because because um, sometimes it makes it easier because if you've got places a few places to be yeah. it makes it easier to get around and all that and it's just, yeah, it's, just, it's just nice having your people them there that you don't have to queue up and do that extra when, shit when you were working with like uh, sort of like you were supporting Justin Timberlake and working with Calvin and, and surrounded by all these guys like uh, what did you take from like because these are different artists different experiences what were you absorbing from all of that just uh, I, I just they just that mega setup mm-hmm. that I still don't feel like I've reached yet like my team's still quite small around me it's only now I'm with Island Records now as well uh-huh. so that you've got that machine behind you and that as well but never to like Justin Timberlake on tour is a, like an operation right. Red Hot Chili Peppers on tour is an operation even Prodigy I tour when I was younger as well how many people do you think they had working how, with them at least 100 innit yeah. like it, it's a movement <laughs> like they're going from place to place there's wow. loads of people with different jobs but it probably aside from that and just seeing the big setups and how our show should be kind of patterned and organised and these guys are pros then yeah. mm, so it's, it's the top end mm-hmm. but then also how nice they were I've never been on tour of anyone that was an arsehole every single one of them was nice I just remember how, how nice Red Hot Chili Peppers were to us really yeah Justin Timberlake super nice every, every, everyone I've worked, everyone's been nice Robbie Williams just, just yeah, nice people Robbie's nice a fan guy. of the show by the way he, he, watches, watches, he was on here innit he yeah. watches yeah. every yeah. pod um, he, everyone Prodigy super cool everyone was just cool you went on Pharrell's podcast mm. what, what's he like because he's an interesting dude I think like do you know what? If I'm, I don't really know what he's like. You know, he's one of them dudes I bumped into a bunch of bunch of times. You know, known him for a few years, <laughs> but he's like, he just never like. I've been in the studio with him. It was a bit of a weird one. So we bucked up. I was in Miami, and he said, "I'll come to the studio, man." He's in, he's working with this girl. I can't remember what her name was. Yo, man, we can. I think we can get some some kind of synergy going. That's, that's what he said. So I went <laughs> to the studio, yeah, <laughs> and then I was in there. He's introduced me to her and he's, he said, yeah, man, go. So I went and recorded the verse, did it, came out. Where's Pharrell? He's gone. So where is he? Uh, he had to go, man. So all right, cool. Can I, can I have the, cool, can I have the CD? And, oh, oh, no, we can't give you the music. We can't give you the music, man. We have to speak to Pharrell. So I just fucking recorded this shit. You're not going to let me have my music? Fuck said, me. But then, but afterwards, years later, I understand that, ah, oh, because, right, things get leaked and all that. And guess what happened? It got leaked. <laughs> right. It wasn't so you. Whatever. It wasn't that's me. all that matters. It was yeah. like guy going, "We can't let you have this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But so just with I'll him, I just like later. I've met him a few times. It's been kind of just cool, but it's not like we've had like loads of big conversation or nothing like that. Is there anyone it's crazy. you did I was with Chad the other day, and he's he's cool as well. But I don't know. But what was, was he going to say? I was just going to say, is there anyone you did have that kind of like artistic relationship with, apart from people like Calvin? Is there anyone you've really clicked with, like in musically? Lo- loads of people that are um, loads like uh, obviously Calvin I really got on Robbie Williams went to his house in LA chatted to him that's why I just respect him it's like, it's he's, he's a pro isn't he come on man look yeah. at the levels man and pe- some people even with that they had the cheek to like like oh, why are you doing a junior role it's like well he's the dude who had an 80 million pound record deal and he's fucking one of the biggest artists in British England history, ever uh, British history ever and he wants to, he's happy to do a tune me that was a good I, tune the thing as is well, I didn't way. do it the first time around he yeah. wanted me to be on Rude Box that oh, was the right. first time he hit me up yeah. and wow. I wasn't ready for it then 
And then I did that one there. Who else have I got in? I've got him with, got him with Prodigies, with Liam. Like, I've, like, I talked to Noel Gallagher. We never worked with him, but like, I've like, text whatever. Decent, Dave. I, I actually get on with most people. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, anyone I don't get on with, I just kind of just stay out of their way. Right. It's quite a collaboration though, isn't it? Like being able to just... Oh, Armour Van Hilden, of course. I've linked up with him a few oh, times. Okay, that's that's proper cool. conversations with him. It must be interesting because you, you seem to have quite an appreciation for a lot of different styles of music. Mm. What's, what are you listening to? On a, are you listening to a lot of other people's music or is it like your own stuff? I like a lot of the, the drill stuff. I, like, I just like rap music. I will always listen, be listening to rap music. But the other day, I don't know what made me do it, but I just started listening to craft work again. Right, like that's old school as well. Yeah, and but, that's but it's it influenced so, you as well. Because I understand about music more through creating and being in so much, I, I, now I understand the raw. How how far ahead were they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to a bit of Art of Noise, the first album which I never heard, and then listened. It was like raw. This sounds like these guys were sampling back then. That's mm-hmm. what this is. It sounds all weird and all kind of arty or whatever, but they're just sampling. That's what it sounds like. The first album, I think it was the first album. And then I started listening to Gary, Gary Newman. For some right. reason, I said, here in my car. Oh, I think it must have come up on the Spotify with Gary Newman. Like, Gary Newman, oh yeah, he made that here in my car. <laughs> I listened to it, drove around, listened to it. It's like, yeah this, yeah, this is sick. And then just let it roll. And a bunch of his other stuff come on. I was like, rah! It's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this sounds futuristic now. Mm-hmm. This sounds like what 2018 should sound like. Like, mm-hmm. thinking like, rah, how ahead, this is like 30, something, more than 30 years mm-hmm. old now, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How far ahead is he? And then, and then the tune come on, the Basement Jack samples, like, oh yeah, like, rah, they did, he did this. Like, it's, it's mad, it just shows you again how, how classic music just, just lives. One thing I was interested in, you've, uh, so you've done like Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Justin Timberlake, all Muse, these people. Yeah, all sorts of That's people. That's a crazy list of people. How do yeah. you build up a relationship with the crowd for all these different kinds of people? And what are you looking for? How are you feeling before you're going out at a concert? Like, are you looking to go out there and make eye contact with people or just play to the crowd or what? A bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. For trying to, sometimes it's a bit awkward at the beginning. You don't want to make too, too much eye contact. You kind of just feel out the crowd. And I, I'd never stay in one place because right. I started off like that. You'd just be there. That's what the early MCs do. Yeah. <laughs> then I realised you can't just... You move around like, a lot now. You, like, yeah. just The stages have gotten bigger, to be fair. Right, right. But yeah. every now and then you're on a little one. Like, yeah. so you'll be some off-key thing. You just you just do it. Just just play it as much as you can. And then... Um, but yeah, just give the crowd stuff to do. And just record, remember it's for them. I learned early about just rapping at the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the one. Then I'm not here for me to just be rapping at you. Mm-hmm. Like interaction. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, we're here together type shit. Mm-hmm. So when when you've blown up to that degree now, like obviously the money's coming in at a different level than ever before. Did you get like hangers on coming out of nowhere? Did that ever happen to you? Or yeah, it happens when you go to like when we used to go to like the West End clubs and that. You just find people that they're they're professional or just planting themselves next to you, and before you know it, like oh yeah, that's that's like that's your mate or that's your guy. Like like they're just about <laughs> like it just happens. You can't and years later, like where do I know you from again? Yeah. I can't. I don't know how I know you. Yeah, like that happens, isn't it? But. Yeah, did you, did you get taken in by anyone like that? Or do, are you good at judging the situation of like, all right, this guy's, you keep them at arm's length? Sort I still really like West End that much. Yeah. So eventually he just, he just kind of fizzled out. At, at that point then, so you're going off in that direction. Grime is still on its own 
path and you're you're sort of watching especially in the last few years mm. some of these big grey motors sort of birth and they're all talking about boy in the corner started it all for like uh, was it Stormzy said that as yeah. well didn't he like that was his first big album that he listened to uh, what is it like knowing that you sort of were the beginning for all of this it's, it's crazy to me I don't know sometimes I don't even know how to take it yeah it's just it's a case of okay yeah I'm like I'm talented but some of it's just be like like oh, oh and good people around me some good decisions obviously but it's something it's just like luck like well, I was just born at the right time came up in the right time yeah. right era like just, just could have been you anyone think about it too much do you I, I, like it seems like you just sort of want to live it rather than I feel, I feel like if I did all that and really accepted that I'd be a bit more of an arsehole all the stuff that you've been telling me yeah. I'd be on Twitter every day reminding everyone yeah Stormzy give us them Brit Awards yeah, <laughs> or, 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 yeah I've, got, I've got one now still yeah, 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 yeah. but what's it called like I'll just be reminding people about everything I've done yeah. and all that constantly and sometimes I want to if someone's trying it and he's like no actually this is what happened this is what but like I said you might tell him that prick over there never got the message uh-huh. so you will be there all day and I really I should be living life making experiences and making music We've got to listen to a new EP which is out right now we'll put mm. the link in the description below for everyone watching it's gone off uh, it seems like it's like not quite full circle but mm. there's a you're coming back to your roots a, a bit is I mean is that a conscious decision I or? made beats again yeah so that that's that's about as close to my roots as you're gonna get in it that's that's that is the same as Boy in the Corner yeah well one of the one of the beats I was like this could be on Boy in the Corner like uh, the one with P Money I think it was that one yeah yeah um, it just had that sound like so if people are like a fan of that version of you they're gonna right. probably love that but like uh, you did a track with Skepta mm. uh, it just feels that one, it yeah. feels darker this album like you know but you're not going through that anymore Is what's the reason what's the thinking behind this album with this one I just um, wanted to get in it was mainly about the beats though mm-hmm. as well like I, I started making beats again got unable and learned how to use it even though my manager was trying to tell me to do it over 10 years ago and I wasn't listening <laughs> but sometimes when you pick things up for yourself you you, you do it uh-huh. so I, I did it <laughs> I had so much fun recording it doing yeah. it and working with all these people like cool up thing ah oh, do you want to make a tune yeah well, come now then <laughs> really it comes, yeah it was like that a lot of the time and I love that yeah. like, so that's how it was with CK and even with P Money like yeah come studio like, let's just get it done and I love I love how they work man all of them even with Skepta yeah, Skepta P Money Afrinaut Zoo we recorded the thing there we just did it I love that and there's a bunch of songs that didn't make it onto that EP because yeah. there's only five they're, they're, there's the five tracks is that five, right? it's five track EP yeah, yeah. But, but them tracks was, are still good but will sound better in another format these five tracks sounded good together. It's a nice, other than the Skepta tune, which he produced himself, it's a, it's a nice, um, what's, the, what's the word? It just sh- sh- showcases my own, or, or, well, a few of my different production styles. Yeah. So you've got Don't Gas Me, which I'd say is more like a kind of, almost garagey baseline kind of post X days mm-hmm. kind of skippy one. And then you've got the one, like you said, um, this, uh, one with P Money which is called Spinyard mm-hmm. as like dark original gram yeah fully me when I was on Pirate Radio making beats for other MCs people to spit on 
and then um, your quality, which might, it might be my favorite because that's a sample from an old hardcore song uh, by by Nookie, a song called Sound of Music. And if if you see the, if the the EP album cover, that would have been around the time that original song came out, and I was into pirate radio and like jungle and all that mm-hmm. then. So for me to sample that felt like almost full cycle to be in a position to do it and make it work. Mm-hmm. Like that's a childhood song for me. That's one of the first songs that I heard of that type of style of music that made me love jungle and all that. You know what I mean? And to sample it, do it justice. He said, oh, it's okay. I've got his blessing. And to do the, yeah, that, that meant a lot to me. And, and again, just for, the, for that older generation, to let me know, I, I do respect my olders in this. I respect all the scenes that came before me, especially in British, mu- British music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though a little of us linked to Jamaica and all that as well, but mm-hmm. I love hardcore, I love drum and bass, jungle, all of that. So that that was a nice like salute to them. And then you got the Pattern and Vibes one again. It's just another like just happy, feel good song with, with a bit of a garagey kind of feel to it. It feels like um, like a little bit like what Kanye did recently, just dropping like like going for quality like and that's just like alright this is do you know what's you know what I mean? mad when they did it I was like ah look at these man they're lazy there with their seven tunes man fucking just dropping seven <laughs> they're lazy and then yeah we're doing an EP <laughs> so alright <then>. less <laughs> than seven five tunes he said seven is like that, a yeah. magic number or something and stuff of course like he that, did though, which is interesting of course he did and you remembered it yeah yeah, yeah. so it worked it's interesting right yeah. but um the so what got you back into making your own beats was it, it can't just be your manager being like try this you, it, no I was saying that was 10 years ago and I didn't so mm-hmm. this, I just I don't know I just picked it up did you get itchy fingers were you like were you no, looking to no, get back into that no do you know what because I tried it maybe two years ago right there's been a few times where I've tried it and just didn't care just didn't like it and it was just always easier to like by, by this point I had so much songs with other big producers and all that it was easy to get beats from people mm. but I think with the last album with Raskit I feel like I'd like you could only go chase bigger producers mm. get charged more money been given be, get given more run around yeah I thought headache. Raskit was a really good album by the way thank I you I did man. like that Thanks. a lot Thanks. That was like one of my favourites that you've done for sure. Back to just straight rap. Yeah. At a time where I feel like there's a lot of singing music out. Yeah. So I knew I was going against the grain. I knew that it probably wouldn't be as popping or as like big because I knew I didn't have like the big obvious hits on it. There's big sing-alongs. But, but if remind like you know how Eminem's done Kamikaze. Exactly. It reminded us a rap right. as rap, a rap album. album. You know what I mean? Because like, we like we like rap music. Yeah. I know I keep saying rap, rap, yeah. rap, but like the emphasis That's on rapping. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess this album's kind of the same in a way, but I, I brought back the kind of dance element, mm-hmm. but me making it so with my own little twisted little mm-hmm. swag on it. There's something quite satisfying when you listen back and you can hear like those little production quirks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Those things that you almost feel like a signature, like the way a beat's done or the way things are lined up. Mm. You're supposed to get going back to. What, yeah. Let me look at you off. No, no, I'm just interested to know because, like, you know, when we were talking about um, like the Kanye album, Jay Z's albums, and how you can hear those little bits that they've done themselves, like you can almost be like that beat, that even just like a little hi hat or something like that is Kanye's. Do you feel like you have well, who knows though? I don't know. Sometimes they've got teams of people making. But I was gonna say, do you feel it? like yeah. you have signatures like that where people listen back and you feel like I'll put this in and people know that was my little Nah, because even with people who hear this because they cause you've got 
We'll say four because, like I said, the, the uh, money rights get to make that. Yeah. So if we talk about the other four, they're so different mm-hmm. from each other that it's almost like a re-education in a way. Even for myself, listening back to them, blah blah blah. I made that is kind of encouraging for me again because yeah. I, I started off making beats because I couldn't get beats from nobody. Mm-hmm. So it's nice again. I've come full cycle again. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna keep going. There's some stuff that didn't make it there. I see. Okay, what else can I make? again? I might get bored again. What was it like early on? I was interested when you said you were making beats for other people. Mm. What's it like? Because obviously with rap music, everyone's like, "Oh, you're such a good rapper." What's it like when you hear a rapper say to you, "You're a good producer"? Because there's something quite satisfying that you're making something they want to put their voice to. I almost care more about hearing of someone smash it on one of my beats. Mm-hmm. Now, when I hear P Money just tear up that, it's like, yeah, yeah. That's as a producer, I feel like that's that's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Like that, I, I, I made the and then and then once he's done it, working and editing it around him, mm-hmm. and then the same with C Kane because uh, with C Kane, I was looking like, ah, I want to put a female on here. I don't know who, so we literally sat there. Um, looking on YouTube like all the best female spitters around the UK all the most popular ones and obviously they're all good they've all got their 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 vibe their wave some are more popular than others Mm -hmm. not even necessarily because they're better rappers some of the time but just because of whatever the way they've promoted themselves is better but when I heard C. Kane she was on I think it was the Toddler T show and the way she was rapping just reminded me of like I said On The Roof back in the day like on Deja and that so it's like okay she grew up to that she's embodied that spirit This that is the kind of spitter I need on this beat especially if you're even going to attempt to go after P Money because anything he touches it's, it's flawless it's a flawless delivery it's flawless wordplay you just it's just certified, isn't it? Like you know, he's what a, a footballer as well, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's good at football. He played on a, in a YouTube football match. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was commenting. He's decent. Right. What, yeah. uh, do you? Because uh, some producers are quite not bossy, but like, um, what's the what's the Dr. Dre documentary that's on uh, yeah, Netflix? Defiant ones. Defiant ones. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about how Dr. Dre gives feedback to all the rappers, sort of makes them better rappers. Are you that kind of producer? Are you the kind of guy who lets someone come in, do their flow, and then you'll fit it back? Like, what's your relationship like? He walks out and uh, says, I've got to go uh, somewhere yeah, like else. See ya. <laughs> no, but, but that's about it. See you, later. you see what I said about, ah, oh, I understood now why I couldn't have the beat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now I understand now why I left. Right. I did the same thing, but I left and came back. But <laughs> but I leave them to it mm-hmm. because if MC. Me, P, Money, CK, and the type of MCs and all that that we are, Kano gets, whatever, we're, we're the, the type where, where if we're in a room together, where we come from is everyone wants to murk. Everyone wants to be like, go hard. Sometimes that's not the right energy or tone for a, a song. So that competitiveness, you mean? You you, you want to be together yeah, rather it, it, than against each other? No, no, but see, like the mood of a song. If I'm in there and you just want to show how wicked you are and, and all that, or I, I might be the same. I might just overdo it because whatever gets is in the room and no one wants to, he needs to know I'm a spitter and everyone feels the same way. Yeah. But that beat might not have needed that much energy ah, or, that, or you yeah. to be that loud and rowdy. Like still Dre, for example, like Snoop Dogg is not trying to right. kill Dre on there. Is he? He's just trying to do yeah, his thing. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so just so then sometimes I just leave the room, just let them get, give people space and not even just sometimes, not, not even just because of our people trying to murk each other. Sometimes 
need, people need room to get get it wrong. If you're reading from, uh, if you're just written the lyrics and you're reading from them, you're gonna make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, and if, if other people in there, you can't be comfortable making those mistakes, and it just messes with your Annoyed process. Up, Especially if you've got Dizzy Rascal sitting opposite you. No, no but I'm like, the same. Shit. I'm the same. Like sometimes right. someone's there. It doesn't matter who it is. I might not. Uh, might not want to. I just want you to hear the finished product. So I'll just like, I'll just that, that, that respect to leave for an hour, hour and a half. Come back. Is it done? Yes, wicked. Like, let's, yeah. let's, I feel yeah. that same way with videos sometimes. Like, I feel like it, sometimes you can be making a video and then someone looks in and goes, I would do this. And you'd be like, no, no, I've got this vibe. That. Yeah, yeah, like you, yeah, exactly. you want to have that. We've, we've just launched a channel together. Uh, I didn't let you see the trailer until the day it launched. Right. Which was and very was, fucking stressful. Like. Right. And he was shitting himself. And I was shitting myself because up until the day when I showed him that, another editor had been doing it. And I was just like, I don't know what we're going to do about this. But I sat down for like two hours and you were in the pub drinking. You came back. And I remember the smile you had on your face when you walked in the room. You're like, that's, that's exactly what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. But it takes time to get to that point, doesn't it? Do you, have you, like, what's your vibe when you're in a studio? Do you work with other people and throw lyrics off them? Or are you just completely just like, I'm writing this down and getting in there and doing it? Yeah, sometimes like they, they might write their bars first and then I'll, then I'll do it. Or then other times, so I've done a song with Frisco and D-Double. I wrote the first, my first verse, then wrote a hook off the back of that. And then Frisco come and wrote off the back of that. So, so you bounce off each other. That's why I like working with, with, uh, with other rappers. You sound incredibly flexible, to be honest. Like you sound mm. like I'm just, I'm just a fan of the, the process still. Mm-hmm. It's not always just about, about my ego and all that. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, you'll hear that. Obviously, I'm rating myself in mm-hmm. my lyrics because that's what rappers do. We, we talk ourselves up, innit? But as far as just like, I understand that anyone who comes in, that I've picked them to work with them for a reason and they've taken time out of the, whatever they're doing to come as well. Something we've never met before. So it's respect at the end of the day, no Definitely, matter what you say. Yeah, it has to, it has to. And the mm-hmm. place we're coming from, where a lot of us are coming from, respect yeah. means a lot. Respect is why whoever some people ain't here no more yeah you know what I mean before you start an album are you starting out with a vision or are you literally just like let's just get in there and sometimes I just jump in sometimes I just jump in sometimes it don't start as an album uh-huh. I say it does to myself to jump in the studio but sometimes it might start as a, as a tune like that's, that's that spin yard that, that beat I had that beat around the time I made Rasket mm-hmm and everyone kept saying you should do just do something with that but I just didn't have anything mm-hmm. so it's like maybe it took for me to go and get actually get in the studio with someone like P Money who just automatically knows exactly what to do with that beat he's got the energy the fire that's what he wants isn't it for me to, to do maybe my master space where I just couldn't just weren't feeling it I don't always feel my own beats enough to um, jump on them like I've got folders of beats that I've made that I just I don't know what, what to put on it mm-hmm. the, the hunger seems like it's still there within you though like as mm. in some people they get to a certain point where it just feels like they feel like they've completed it and yeah the reason to keep on making music isn't there as much some people uh, felt that way with Jay-Z for a little while didn't they they felt like he was just yeah when he did that 44 album or whatever yeah, it was called yeah uh, I think even mm. before that I remember a lot of people like it's just not the same he's, he's like dumb rich <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's doing all this extra stuff Beyonce's his wife I mm. could still give you something to write about I guess but like <laughs> as far as the kind of energy you want for a rapper like Jay-Z if you've heard from him from the beginning is a bit of like what's your 
sorry mate what's your personal life being like and all this because that's I don't really know a lot about you as a, as a bloke behind the scenes you keep seem to keep things is that a deliberate thing yeah because you need to keep some for yourself like look, mm. look how much of a mess some of the stuff that people think they know look how like I've twisted and yeah. thinking the stories and all that get some other stuff you just have to just keep it in the social media world you manage that though that's impressive to be fair you must have tried hard for that yeah because I don't like social media <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's, it's easy like yeah like, I don't I like it. it yeah yeah. so I just I just yeah I just do it for the, uh, to show people I've got music out and then keep it like that didn't you once uh, get this is a total random question but like didn't you once get blagged into it trying to chat Kim Kardashian or something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck happened <laughs> no I just it was at uh, some awards 50 Cent was there actually um, yeah we, we, we was just in there some awards or whatever and some Australian presenter guy trying to jeed me up to go and chat up Kim Kardashian and I was trying to say bruv it's not like it's not gonna work he's <laughs> yeah. like oh, go on mate you're not a pussy are ya <laughs> oh, fuck's sake so then I, I kind of almost just got up so just stopped bullying me <laughs> so then I got up I went over there I sat down to, we were, and it just went it went like I thought it was gonna go but worse <laughs> yeah. at sat the end of the day there. though right what do you say I'll tell you now what, what you don't say is uh, you right? yeah <laughs> that's what you don't say okay. is, is that uh, do you know that first hand now or is that is that what, what you said? Is that what you said? That's exactly what I said. Really? Just just like I said it. Right. Did, you could have yeah. gone over and done the whole thing. That guy over there says that I can't chat you up sort of vibe. Nah, I just automatically just said, you all right? So that is though. I would, yeah. I would give a lot to be able to say I tried to chat Kim Kardashian up, up. and yeah. it failed. Uh, that's mm. that's actually like it's the failure that's the key bit, really. Not isn't really. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I just to say yeah. I've sat next to her. Yeah, is yeah. Like a, a well, you've got a real yeah. You know I'd hate I mean? to see you around Kim Kardashian. Yeah, sure. I don't think I should be allowed. Mm -hmm. uh, Not within 50 I'm going to ask you some Twitter questions yeah, from your fans and uh, fans of the podcast. Um, all right. Fuck me. Some of these These aren't my questions <laughs> for the record. Uh, thoughts on mumble rap? I like some of it. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think they're all mumbling. I think, I think they're from regions that you've got no kind of reference right. for... So it sounds like they're mumbling, but I like I like I've always liked southern rap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I heard that like that was an inspiration for you back Major, in the day, right? Three Six Mafia. Yeah, and, oh, like Three Six wow, Mafia. Yeah, they were yeah, fucking sick. Master P and all yeah. just yeah. all that shit. Cash Money. Um, so, what's your favorite festival festival performer? Mm. I used to love Big Day Out in Australia. Mm -hmm. They don't do it anymore. Um, Glastonbury's always good. What was it like doing uh, Glastonbury? That was pretty... Which time? Yeah. yeah. I heard you, you had a bit of a complaint about the fact that they haven't asked you to headline yet after all the... I mean, you're the guy of rap over here. Like, yeah, cause they, 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 could, they could have headlined me. I could have headlined a couple times. So like, especially when the one where they had the, the gorillas filling for me. Mm. No, filling for the headliner. Mm -hmm. And you it's have like, to... Uh, yeah like the gorillas were good, sold a lot of records though I get it yeah but, but me my thing is who is gonna leave this these people just all over the place like like a festival is supposed Smash to be it. in it yeah exactly. that's what I do yeah. that's what I've been doing make it hard for whoever's coming on after that's yeah. that's that's what I've done mm. at those festivals especially but 
So all I said was, oh, I, I, I didn't have a complaint. I said, I could, I can headline this. And everyone took it as like, what, who do you think you are? I was like, you know the fuck I am, you cheeky <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, this this is not new. Are yeah. you new here? Because this is what I've been doing. Yeah. Even to the point where they, I, I've had to jump through hoops for, for guys to now just do what they want. Like, there's, there's a point of these big festivals, they made me play with a band because mm-hmm. they couldn't get in their head. Like, how can you, your hype man and the DJ, make whatever 50, 60,000 people go mad for an hour and 20 minutes or whatever Yeah. so did that yeah get out of the way the tune the, the stuff doesn't sound as good with live instruments but cool okay we've done it we've done it now yeah cool can you fuck off now wicked cool let me get back to what I was doing then get back to the the original sound of how it just sounds off, off the CDJs did they kind of force you to use the band at Glasgow they kind of said they want to pay me fucking hell wow. so yeah they kind of I no, mean that's forcing you the, fo- yeah. the first the, was it the first Whoa, nah, mate, I don't know how many times have I done Glastonbury? I've done it like five. So, so not, I'm just talking about Glastonbury, you're talking about other festivals, mm-hmm. like Reading and just whatever, yeah. other big festivals where they just haven't seen the vision and then eventually, nah, they get it. Right. This, this, but I'm talking about the main stage. Right. Because I've been doing whatever from the beginning, from 2003 to 2004 in some of the tents and smaller stages. But when I got to that main stage level, that's that's when they were like, oh, this is risky because there was no one else. There were no big UK rap dude on the main stage. They just they just knew how big it was, so they had to put it there. But they just couldn't see it doing that. So after I've done that, smashed it, then I'll just do what I want now. Yeah, that's it. Why book someone? Why book you and then go and then the tell band? you what to do? <laughs> that's, that's so no, that's weird. Because they're because they're a festival Numbers. full of people with bands or yeah. or loads going on on the stage. So I, I get it. Like, that's all they used to. Yeah, and, and, and it's their money. Mm. So I, I get that as well. Like, that's, these are not things that when I say that, I'm not like fucking, not, not upset about it. I've had to grow a bit and experience to understand why people do the things they do, innit? Yeah. Uh, next one. I've got two questions that are like basically the opposite perspective. So I'm, I'm just sort of putting this to you. Tell them I like uh, JRM Daily but he don't belong on there. Not his best music. Get back the holiday, bong as dance with me. Well, yeah, it's kind of buggy. Yeah, oh. but I don't know. But they've got me on the. Uh, they've got the Skepta song on there, and that, that's just on Grand Daily. I don't wow. really on Grand. But again, I don't know with uh, at what point of my career that person's come along. Yeah. Well, he, basically, he's he wants the pop songs, and we've got another guy who said mm. the opposite, which is why did he turn his back on grime? Yeah, you see, you see people say that. Yeah, mm. you see, in my heart, yeah, I just think they're pricks. Right, I think they're pussy holes. Like, what are you even talking about? Some people talk about like I'm like, like I'm their long lost dad that just left them or something. <laughs> like, tell me, what are you even fucking talking about? Like, what yeah. you, this is how I really feel about. Mm. Sometimes I try and like tone it down about. I think you're all dickheads because what does that even mean? Do I turn my back on Graham. Do you actually even know what fucking happened? You div. I fucking made an album that smashed it and started going around the world and touring and doing interviews and doing stuff that that's what happens when you um, to, to everyone yeah, in evolved. any genre exactly no it's not even that I evolved you just go you just you just that's the job yeah <laughs> so then I did that 15 years ago so but, but now you're all talking about ah oh, Grimes reached America like and you're celebrating it now but you're pissed off that I did it back then and I turned my back on like which one is it yeah that's, that's my argument over there what are you fucking talking about no, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Where do you see the future of the UK scene headed? 
like ho- hopefully uh, closer to our France's because um, France have always had 60% French music by law on the French radio wow. and even even the way their Spotify is uh, set up it, it, it benefits French artists and French rappers I'm sure and um I remember a, a French rock I used to listen to D, uh, Solel Solel or something. DJ Solar. Uh, that's that's way but that's that's over there that's like saying no, I guess like Rodney P or something yeah, there's wow. been so many big up Rodney P obviously but there's been so much after that yeah. you know what I mean and then um, France has got at least probably at least six stadium rappers oh really Stadium like touring. I know the dude I worked with, Oral San. I was just on his album. They did a stadium tour. When was that? March. March. All around France. Stadiums. Mm-hmm. He did about 20, 20, 20 um, venues. Stade de France. And I know Stade de France because that's where I supported Red Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah. And then he just announced another one. Nah. And so I know him. I know Booba does stadiums. There's a bunch of others that are just that uh, that big, and we still aren't there yet, really. Not really even on arenas. Yeah, there's you and Stormzy, and maybe we've done it. Yeah, yeah. but not consistently. Like if I put a tour out, and I don't know if it would be an arena tour. Mm -hmm. My name's big enough, but I don't know if that. You know what I'm saying? There's there things standard. Uh, Eminem versus MJK. Did you hear uh, MJK's response? What did you think of it? I thought, I thought it was quite funny I thought it was I thought it was a decent record to be fair I thought he, he made some kind of good points in that like especially that last verse I thought it was like you really went after him then the, the, the thing he said about uh, you're, you're 40 talking about you're gonna get trick trick and all that you sound like that, a bitch, that bitch. yeah that, that was funny and then, then even you should look up to me I'm six foot side I thought about <laughs> wow. it like, oh yeah that was a bit he cheeky, did show so. some respect in it as well though which I thought was like like he sort of you come at it from a good angle I thought like alright I respect what you are but I'm not having this like he didn't respect who he was because he, cause he started it well he shouldn't have said that about his daughter <laughs> so yeah he started but then it, yeah. if if you've got a daughter I don't know I think I think it, what he said was she's hot it wasn't like it was kind of disrespectful but it wasn't like I don't think that's all he did is that yeah they're saying but you know what bro I don't even care <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? there's yeah. the fucking but, answer but, but good for them yeah. I, I do think people like I think everyone's so wet these days, man. Like, oh my God, thing he dissed him. Did you hear yeah. what he said? It's like some fucking playground shit, man. It's like, right, he dissed him. You see, thing he disses. It's like they're having all fucking two hour conversation yeah. about the diss. It's like, right. right. That brings us to the next question. Yeah. Uh, what's your current situation with Wiley? Obviously, I don't know. The last time you tweeted was like, I'm going to fucking kill you, shit like that. Uh, I didn't say I'm going to fucking kill you. I said, right. one day you're going to push me too far and I'm going to kill you. Right. <laughs> right There's okay. a difference. Yeah. Has there anything happened since then, like in terms of the relationship? Or is that it from there? Well, there is no relationship. That's what people just can't get their heads around. There's yeah. no relationship. You lot made this feud. Like for years, I was just minding my business and you just keep bringing up the same fucking shit. Then he goes and have his dumb rants. Mm-hmm. And, then you, and, then, and then in the paper, it's this, ah, oh, the feud, the feud, the beef. You lot call everything beef, man. Just shut the fuck up. How about that? That's how I feel. Huh? Do you call stuff beef? Everyone calls it beef and fuse. Yeah, it's all I'm bollocks. Not... I'm tired of asking. Ask me something Pe- else. People, people love drama, basically. Yeah. They, don't, they don't love drama when it comes to their doorstep. 
Yeah. So they love other people's so drama. Just shut it's up like comedy. It. It's funny when it's, it's happening to someone else. I don't give a fuck. Biggest That's non-rut it. influences. So you got any favorite like people in that field? Oh, loads. Boxers. Like, I love. I love boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, now you put me on a spot. I don't, who, who can I think of? Any like people you've really looked up to as a, as a kid, like sort of thing, who weren't rappers. When I was younger, I really looked up to Daniel Shitty. He was a footballer. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he plays for now. Daniel Shitty. fucking remember. Yeah. He played for Millwall. Like, yeah. Played for uh, Nigeria. Played, played in the Premier League. Because yeah. his last name was... It might have been yeah, right, so right, different. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was Nigerian. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, him. Like, as far as... Really looked up to him because he was from my area. Mm-hmm. Wow. As far as someone local. And then... Wow, Bruce Lee. Just... Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. Fair one. Um, da, 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 da. What do you think of Talon Shaw's, like, X Factor? Everything's got its place. Everything's got because what X Factor just kind of replaced stars in their eyes in so, a way, in it back in the day, yeah. But stars in their eyes are just so much better than X Factor. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, imagine X being able. Wasn't really. Yeah, like there's something. It used to be hilarious. So it's not X Factor. X Factor. No one on Stars in Their Eyes ever cries. Like that's what's good about Stars in Their Eyes. You go on there and you get to just put a wig on and be like someone else for twenty minutes. Mm. Some people are stuck in that thing for like two years after X Factor. It must yeah. be terrible, mm. horrible life for those people. Um, who do you fuck me? This is a wild one. Who do you think killed Biggie and Pac? Any it's, theories? It's too, it's too much mix up, man. It was, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, so that's a tough one, man. I've heard, I've heard different different versions, but. I don't know man there was Rob, I asked Robbie Williams about you but I, I emailed him saying like you got anything that uh, you think would be good to like bring up or whatever he's like I can't think of anything right now but there is one little thing that Dizzy used to get a little bit of flack for Illuminati symbolism in pictures or something like that like did, did, oh, did that actually yeah. happen did you get yeah any- there was a little period there was a little phase where some people they just couldn't understand that I worked really hard and it happened to me so They've just they've just thought I'd whatever I'd be signed up. Yeah, <laughs> people don't I'm say it as much now. Illuminati mammoth people soon. Yeah, no, not because it's the boy in the corner cover. Uh-huh. With where I'm doing yeah. all that, and I think at the time, if if you actually see, I think we took like fifty different shots. Yeah, there's loads, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, and that's the one that was made. I think I was just pointing up, but it wasn't like no devilish. So, but I, I remember being in a restaurant, and the dude actually come up to me, like sat down and started asking me, Yo, what what was that about? Like what? Like what? Did you really sign up with the Illuminati and start talking about shit? I'm trying me. to eat my curry goat and excuse me, like really <laughs> sitting talking about this Illuminati stuff. Some people they really bought into that and believe they just feel like That's they mad. don't understand that I put in mad hours in the studio, like till six, seven yeah. in the morning. For the record, if the Illuminati want to approach me and make me rich, I'm I'm happy with that. We can make that happen. Mm. Ah, chilling. You can you, you, like you get rich without them. Uh, Stone cutters. Uh, That's the other thing. People don't know. Like, I, I even I'm confused. What are you talk about the free man bases or what, what? Like, what even is it? I don't know what it is. <laughs> Stone cutters is the Simpsons one. <laughs> yeah, Stone, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's like, the free like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. If it weren't for music, where do you think you'd be right now? Um. I can't even I've never really wanted to do anything other than that maybe athletics when I was younger I really yeah. I like running and that decent boxer maybe I don't think so <laughs> like I, I, I do enough to just hang in there with, mm. with a good boxer but what they really have to put themselves through like I don't want that for my life <laughs> right. yeah uh, one of the last ones 
what advice would you give yourself at uh, 16 years old if you could none (laughs) genuinely like alright with it like everything has led me to this point where we're sitting around here with this big table it's a lovely table just just having a like there's worse things to be doing Mm -hmm. what what is it Friday Friday afternoon Yeah. yeah we could be stuck in the office isn't it uh, last question from me, mate. How would you like to be remembered? Forever. Good answer. Good I like answer. that. Right, really appreciate you coming on, Come mate. Like, anytime, you're man. a fucking idol. No, me, so. Sorry it took so long, man. No, it means a lot. Yeah. I appreciate it. Respect, man. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. If, uh, if everyone wants to check this new EP out, I'll put the link in the description below. You can buy that on iTunes Don't everywhere. Don't me. It's all happening. Uh, if you like the video, hit the like button. Subscribe. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you later. Fuck off.